Welcome everybody to the wrestling showgram. We're back. Yes, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. You just listened to the uh, the pilot episode, uh, which hopefully debuted like a week ago. I don't know. Timelines are all weird on this one because we don't have a really set time that these are going to be coming out yet. We're working on it though. We're getting a schedule together. We're like I say, we it. just came back, so we're we're getting things together. Exactly, we're we're trying to get it all together and throw in the fact that I've got a wedding coming up in the middle of it is just you know perfect timing by everybody. Hey, let's let's add new podcasts while you're doing wedding stuff. <laughs> while I'm doing wedding stuff, because that that makes sense. Why not? Yeah, why not? I'm not you're stretched. Not I'm not stretched thin enough. You're, you're not busy. So on uh today's show i guess we got to introduce ourselves again too since we're relaunching this thing wait are we is it, are we doing kayfabe are we doing are we doing shoot no 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 we're doing shoot there's okay. no we're not kayfabe anything on this show there's no okay. reason to do that i, I didn't know we, all right we, fair enough i know i understand we, you do we, need again, the line i understand that we're, we're working things out here i, I didn't know <laughs> so uh my name's drew i was a pro wrestler for about five or six years uh strictly on the independent circuit never made it anywhere big you know it is what it is but, you know, I got myself a heavyweight championship under my belt. That was nice. Uh, and uh guy who was uh, with me through the whole trip of it is my buddy here, Durden, who is still uh, in the wrestling. But even though, you know, COVID's kind of well, slowed COVID's everything down. Screwed me out, but yes. But he's still active in the wrestling business, uh, writing, you know, booking, uh, working, TV, working when needing. Yeah, producing. Uh, uh, promoting. I mean, whatever. he's he's doing, do, dude. He's doing it all. I do everything. Man. Yeah. If you, I do. I'm a manager. Man, if you need something to wrestle, just just call me. Say, tweet me, wrestling agent D. We'll work something out. That's right. And if you what? got anything for me, you can tweet me at, at film tattoo. And, hey, uh, and another show we'll talk about it. But you, you you're coming back, right? No, I'm not. You got you got one more, right? I not that I know of. Oh, I think you got one more. No, I saw my I saw my one more on um, one of my uh, like Facebook memory things. I should have shared it. I forgot to do that. I'm sure I've got it tucked away somewhere. I could share it at another time. But yeah, the uh, the one more at the uh, Wayne Memorial show. Yeah, that was my one more. That was that was it right there for the guy oh, who gave me my start. That. We can do better than that. No, nah, I was COVID good enough. Over. It was a good squash match. I'm alright with it. Wait till COVID's over. We'll talk. That's another show. That's another show. It's another show. That's another show. Uh, so for this episode, we're going to, um, I'm going to ask Durden a what-if scenario, which is a fun thing that we do Ooh. from time to time. Is is kind of an alternate history thing. If one thing would have changed in the wrestling uh, business, like how what would the ripple effect have been? Oh, wait, and, before we move on. Yes. Just- you know I tend to go on tyrants and rants with wrestling stuff. Just Correct. stop me at any point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll just. just, I'll just... That's just for general, for this podcast in general. <laughs> so, I, I present to you, what if. Yes, sir. Uh, Shawn Michaels had left WWE uh, instead of Bret Hart at the 1997 Survivor Series Montreal Screwjob. Ooh. What if. Michael's constantly saying, you know, that he wasn't going to do business, similar to how Brett was saying he wouldn't do business. At the time, Michael's was a, you know, terrible uh, burden. You know, yeah. He he's is, a his, his, his drug addictions were yeah, out of beans. control. He had a lot of things going on. Um, and I think you could probably justifiably have fired him at that point, but he was a draw. So, but if it, if the tables were turned... And Bret Hart had stayed, and Michaels had left for WCW. 
How do you think the history so, would have played out? So you're saying in this scenario, Michaels leaves at at the Survivor Series pay per view. So that's correct. Sunday he leaves. Okay. Bret Hart is still Bret Hart is still champion. So that know. Monday on Nitro, Hall and Nash introduced the member of the Click, Shawn Michaels, as the newest member of the NWO. I think there's without a doubt he would be in the that, NWO out of the that gate. That would have happened immediately. Absolutely. Because he would have gone straight from Montreal to wherever Nitro was that night, and that would have been the opening segment of WCW. Hall and Nash introducing their new buddy, and so that would have happened immediately. Um, then you don't get the Vince McMahon Austin stuff. I think I think that's true. I don't think you get Vince McMahon Austin, but you do get to get Austin Hart. Yes. Uh, rematch at WrestleMania 14. Yeah. For the uh for the title and I think you know it's it's not fair to sit there and say it would be a better match because Shawn Michaels was in an, a ridiculous amount of pain in that match yeah. with his back. Um if Michaels was healthy it probably would have been a much better match and that feud probably would have run a little bit longer. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Injuries are a part of the business and, and, and unfortunately sidelined him for about four years. But if Bret Hart was healthy going through into that, you know, you could have had Hart, Austin but and Taker all right there, you know, bringing up that, uh, that run into 1998, um, that could have been that transition of the, the, you know, of moving Hart's role decreasing over the course of time. And then, you know, the, the younger, the younger bucks start coming up like rock and, and Foley, triple H people like that. Would Austin even be that hot? Because like without the Vince character, Austin may not have been as popular. I, I think he would have been because he still had Bret Hart as a foil. You gotta remember, he still had Bret Hart. You still have Bret Hart as uh, Bret Hart as the anti-American, you know, yeah. pro-Canadian yeah. heel working through that. Um, and Austin would have been in a shoe-in for your all-American redneck guy. Oh yeah, and well, I mean, could have. I think he could have easily gotten uh, some, some great heat. Now, will it have been as big as, as the McMahon thing? No, but in the same respect, McMahon doesn't become the big heel either. If the he screw doesn't. job doesn't take place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Cause you don't get the corporation. So you don't get the ministry. I think the ministry could still exist. You don't get the corporate but, ministry, no. but I think the ministry could exist down the road. I think that was that's a good evolution of of the Undertaker character, especially at that point. Um, I find it interesting as to whether or not Triple H would have hung around, or if he'd eventually uh, skipped he town. He would have gone, WCW. depending on when his contract was going up. <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, because ooh, in that scenario, Stephanie does they don't get married. Damn. Possibly, yeah. possibly they could. They, yeah, you're right. That is a yeah, strong they, possibility. They don't get married. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then, you know, if they know Michael's contract is up, I don't think uh, X Pac moves over. No, he resigns. He would stay. Yeah, he would resign and stay. Everybody, all his friends at WCW. So exactly. I think he would resign and stay. Um, I think the Monday Night War would be a, a competitive still. 
I no, think it's still WWE fucked Shawn Michaels up. They were well, completely screwed up Shawn Michaels. I think well, I think with Shawn Michaels coming in with the clout that he would have had with Nash and them in the back, I think he gets more draw and more pool than Hart does. I think Hart didn't have anybody to back his play. Yeah. There's no way Michaels would have job to Goldberg. No way in hell. No, I don't think he would have either. I don't think that match would have ever taken place. Yeah. I don't think that would, they would have even gotten in the ring together. I mean, Hogan, Bret, Hart, Bret Hart would get in there and do it because it's business. Bret, business yeah, is yeah. business. Yeah. Hogan and Michaels would have never happened in WCW either. No, not at all. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, it, it's amazing the, the, the effect that it can go from yeah. there. Um, you know, does that end up keeping Bischoff's job? Does Bischoff end up keeping his job a little bit longer? You know, if he has those guys in there now, instead of you know, dude, you got to think though, that was Turner. They would have toned Michael's character down because Turner was family, and there was a lot of stuff Michael's did that wasn't family oriented. No, it wasn't. You're right, and Michael's would have had to have toned it down a bit, and I think Michael's could have toned it down a bit. Yeah. But I think in the same respect, you're giving him a live microphone and a live audience. He's going to push what he can. Oh, yeah. He's going to push that limit as far as he possibly can. But, like, he would have still gone out with a back injury a year later, right? Because, I mean, that was legit. So he would have still been out. But then he wouldn't have. He No, his back injury happened against The Undertaker at Royal Rumble 98. But he went out after the Austin match at 14 right right but if if he doesn't if he doesn't have that match with the undertaker which took place two months before okay he doesn't okay. hurt his back you're still talking you're about right. a prime Shawn michaels okay. okay i thought the back injury happened earlier no 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 right. it happened right. after and you know that's the same thing with brett part of the thing that that screwed brett up was his broken hand and his inability to work for about a month after he decked vince yeah, that's not that. No, that doesn't excuse the the terrible booking. Terrible booking. Yeah, that doesn't excuse yeah, that geez. one bit. That's just that is what it is. Yeah. But, um, they also couldn't do anything with him for like a month until his hand healed. So how long before Shawn Michaels lost his smile in WCW? <laughs> Honestly, I think he probably would have made it about a year, because I think that's when the wheels really came off in WCW was nineteen ninety nine. Late 98, 99. Now, granted, there's other mitigating factors to that, obviously. But uh, I think I think the wheels probably would have inevitably come off because of the way Bischoff was running it, like fast and loose with right. an open checkbook. Right. And you got to think, too, Michaels, with all his drug issues, Hunter helped him. Like, Hunter, like like was his babysitter because Hunter's straight edge. He doesn't do any of that stuff. Right. But you get him in WCW with Hall and Nash, who I don't think they did it to the extent Michaels did, but you know, they like to party. Well, we know Hall's an alcoholic. Hall's an alcoholic. Yeah. But I'm talking like pills. Um, you know, Michaels may not have made it. Like there's a scenario there where like Ooh, my alarm's going off. There uh-oh. we go. Hey, Bad things could have happened, you know? Yeah. Because from everything I've heard Hunter basically saved Sean at one at points in time during that period. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so, I, I absolutely think so. You, you take Hunter out of that, and you put Hall and Nash, and I'm not saying they would do anything maliciously, but you know you've been to after parties with wrestling. You know how that goes. Yeah, I know how that could definitely. Go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm just saying, there's a scenario where it may not have ended well, and that's you know, 
you don't have people watching out for your best interest necessarily. And yeah, what ifs? Yeah, I I find it to be an interesting scenario of it's easy to sit there and, and well not really easy, but the easier part is to sit there and see what the immediate you yeah. know run basically from survivor series to wrestlemania how that would go then after that it, it would get real cloudy trying to figure out so where the future goes from there so like did you do you do sting and michaels immediately i think you start i think that's the big one that you push towards i yeah. think what well, in that era in that time i don't think goldberg goldberg may have either just kicked off or or was about to kick off in like March or April of '98. I can't remember when his when it, you know he started and and everything went yeah. off. So I think uh, at the time, yeah, you have Hogan and Sting defeats Hogan at Starcade. Um, and I I would I would probably have Michaels come out the night after Montreal cut a promo not do any work come out yeah. say you're nwo out of the gate because we all know it so you're nwo out of the gate um cut your promo and then uh once the new year rolls over you start a program with him going after sting for that title and you know i don't know pick a pay-per-view for it too yeah you know, uh, culminate at Super Brawl yeah. or something. I don't know. But you have it. But then you, yeah, I think you immediately go into a program of Sting, excuse me, of Sting and Michaels. I think I that's the think best program you can yeah. have out of the gate. There. I don't think he was there that he would have good shit with. Uh, depending on who was happy and who wasn't, you could yeah. have Michaels and Guerrero, Michaels and and uh, Michaels and Jericho, and, uh, Benoit. Yeah. You know, um, you can have Michaels and Jarrett hate each other again. Yeah, that's there's, always fun. There's nothing but good old fashioned hate between those two there. But yeah. I tell you what, they will they can put on they a match. They're both cat. They're both they capable. Can, they can put on matches. There's other random shit that, I mean, yes, I know it'd be an NWO thing, but I would love to see, like, Michaels versus Conan. I think there's actually some potential there, some really good potential there. Um, You could have done Michaels and Billy Kidman when Billy Kidman was in his prime. Yeah. Storm. Yeah, there's some some people. Now, some people he probably wouldn't work with because he'd think they're beneath them or whatnot. Absolutely not. Um, Especially the uh, luchadors and the young kids. But... Politics is still going to be in play with Sean. It always Correct. will be. Exactly. And what's the betterment I get out of it? Yeah. How's this help me? Um, also, the NWO, when the whole split happened, it became the Latino world order and the blue world order and this world order and that world order. They would have definitely broken off and it had been the click world order. It right. Hall, Nash, Michael. It would have been the wolf, the wolf pack. What, what became the wolf pack would, yeah, would, would definitely be. be the click world order. Yep. Or maybe still the wolf back, but nonetheless, that's that's exactly where he would go, and that's exactly what would be going order. on. <laughs> the, the heartbreak world order, the HBKWO. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. I find it. I just I find doing these kinds of things interesting. It's, um, it's the what ifs, man. It's, it's great. Yeah, these I what like ifs it. are fun to uh, you know see some of these alternate history things. Um, I mean, I will confess that the idea for this one came from 
uh, listening to Jim Cornette be poised with that question. And I thought, yeah, that's a fun one to discuss. I think we should discuss it too, you know, yeah. full disclosure about it. Um, but it's something I had not thought of, you know, and I was like, cause I have some other what ifs and alternate history timelines in my head that we could do. Um, but that one I thought was actually really interesting. Um, and I thought I would, Austin, I would have taken Austin longer to hit. I think it would have slowed Austin down a little bit, but not detrimentally. Um, just because you don't have the immediate McMahon foil, you know, with the boss and everything yeah. like that. Instead of the blue collar worker standing up to the man, you get the patriotic redneck standing up to the snobby Canadian. Yeah. And I think the effect would be the same. It would just take a little bit longer to get there. And the rock would have probably got bigger, quicker. They'd probably push the rock faster. Probably would have pushed the rock a little faster. That's really assuming even if if Triple H uh, left to say, I mean, I don't know what his contract situation is, but let's just assume he might leave at the end of 1998. Yeah. So then Triple H left China would have gone with Triple H. Yep. So, and then DX and WCW. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, as I was saying, I don't think DX exists past no. Wrestle no. past well past Survivor Series. Yeah. You know, the Outlaws, I don't think, end up joining DX. I think they do just fine as the yeah. New Age Outlaws. I mean, they didn't need DX. No, they brought DX brought them in to make DX cool. Right, to make them like their own NWO, to make them a, yeah. a, a faction. Yeah. So, that, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I think it's, a, it's an interesting alternate history yeah. to think of. So... And as we've talked before, and by before, I mean, I think before we recorded, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the pilot episode or whatnot, since this is the second episode. Um, you know, we're going to try and end these things, if we can, with a look back at a random either pay-per-view or maybe even like a Nitro, Clash of Champions, ECW show, whatever. Some, show. Something, some old show. Some old show that we can get from the uh, WWE Network. And we'll watch and we'll give you, you know, a quick take on or a quick take on it. Like on, uh, you know, how we think, uh, how we think it would be. Is it worth your time to watch? Is there a good, is there one good match? Is there are a couple good matches. Is there no good matches? You know, things like that for us to, uh, you know, kind of go over. Not a full blown review, but just a, uh, just a, you know, quick little heads up on it. So. Uh, I think, unfortunately for us, we're going to have to do more recent stuff coming up here soon when the network switches over. I mean, we're recording this before it switched over to Peacock. So, and my understanding is, uh, on Peacock, the entire library will not be available until around SummerSlam. Oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know what will be available then. But that's how it is. We'll figure it out. So we'll figure it out. Luckily, I have a few DVDs. I know you've got a ton of them. uh, Last count was 2,200. Jesus, toe-tapping Christ. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't even have 2,200 DVDs, period. I collect movies. I'm sorry. Good night. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so... It might be a little, uh, might be a little stretched thin here as we as we initially go through this, but you know we'll find some things that we can refer to you and whatnot, and and so when they all do show back up, you'll have something to go check out. Yeah. So the one that I checked out was that I randomly chose was the Great American Bash, nineteen ninety one. Ooh. 
WCW's Great American Bash, 1991 from Baltimore, Maryland at the Baltimore Arena. The poster for it shows uh, Flair versus Luger, Legend versus Legacy. Uh, unfortunately for them, a Ric Flair was gone. Uh, <laughs> Ric Flair done got up and left, went to WWE, and uh, took the belt with him. So, the main event of this, <laughs> depending on how you define main event, the main event on this uh, should be a steel cage match for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship between Lex Luger and Barry Windham. It's a good match. Barry it is not, it's not too shabby. It really isn't. It's actually a, it's a good match. Um, I'm sure Barry carried Lex. Yeah, Barry gets a good match out of Lex. You know, And this is younger Lex, too, so you know he's not quite as uh lumbering as he as he once was he's he's still got a little bit of oomph in him but uh lex of course goes over and wins the world heavyweight championship uh the main event if you go by the last match on the card was a intergender match between uh arn anderson and paulie dangerously versus rick steiner and missy hyatt this is also in a steel oh. cage oh uh fun fact the maryland uh sports commission does not allow intergender matches so <laughs> so they had to uh kayfabe it so that missy wasn't going to make it into the match oh yeah and uh so was rick steiner two they, on one <laughs> yeah so they had Dick Murdoch and Dick Slater go out there and grab her and like kidnap her. Oh, okay. You know, like you do. Yeah. yeah and so it turned into Rick Steiner versus Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously in a steel cage match. Good. Good news for all of us is the match only lasts two minutes. That's good. And uh, I mean, Rick Steiner wins pretty easily. Um, over. I mean, did I think Paul? He, he did pins. Paul hit any move whatsoever? Did he no. do anything? No, okay. not really. He took. I his, haven't he seen took this a show bump. in years. He took a bump. He took a bump. He took the last bump. It's more than he does now. Yep. That's very true. He's also about half the man in this that he is now. Yeah, yeah. Paul blew up. Um, so, running down Cornette the car. Cornette says Paul went from Michael Keaton to Albert Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That is, is a that is a dirty bitch of a thing to say, but God damn, <laughs> it's good. I appreciate Jim Cornette. All right, so here's what we got the rundown of the card. Opening match is a capture the flag scaffold match between PN News and Bobby Eaton oh. versus Steve Austin and Terry Taylor. You reverse those tag teams. <laughs> it's it's pretty awful. It's pretty rough Why? match considering neither guy was going to take the bump. Yeah. Nobody of those four were going to take them on. In fact, I, I think I read uh, somewhere that Bobby Eaton was the only one who had been involved in a yeah in a scaffold match before. Yes. None of the others had. None of the others were going to take the bump from the scaffold. So that's why they introduced the capture the flag aspect of it. Yes. It's a little rough to watch. I remember um, that match now. Thinking about it, it's it's, it's a, a horrible. Yeah. That match is rough. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty rough. That match is rough. Rest of the card reads as such. The Diamond Stud with Diamond Dallas Page defeats Tom Zink. 
Ron Simmons defeats Oz. Richard Morton of the York Foundation. That's, that's Ricky Morton for all you fans out there. <laughs> for Lord all the Express. real fans out there. All yes. the real fans out there. That's Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. I got to say, I, I have always been a fan, though, of the fact that they, like, did their names like that when they yeah. got to the York Foundation. They had the yes. proper names. Terrence Taylor, Richard yes. Morton. Fuck Terry Taylor. We'll I, talk about that later. That's another podcast, but yeah, or a later show, rather. Um, Richard Morton with Alexandra York defeats Robert Gibson. That's right. Rock and roll fighting themselves. That makes no sense in any walk of life, but okay. <laughs> One oh. of the greatest tag teams of the 80s. This is through millions of dollars. Let's just have them wrestle. <laughs> Fuck you, WCW. Uh, this is Jim Hurd era, too, by the way. So, you know, all the fun stuff going on here. Um, and then, and then, in all of this great glory, you have a... Uh, I'll make sure I get it right. It is. Yes, it's a six-man tag. Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols. Which is, of course, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Steve Armstrong. Taking on the Freebirds, which consisted of Bad Street, Garvin, and Hayes. Uh, it was an elimination six-man tag match. Bad Street was an Armstrong. I forget which one. He was an Armstrong. He was Brad Armstrong. Okay. So... This match was elimination, okay? Who's the other young pistol? Tracy Smothers and what Armstrong? Steve. Steve, okay. So this one is a, a six-man tag elimination match. They work for nearly 14 minutes before someone's eliminated. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then everybody's gone within like three minutes. So right. get this. This is, uh, this is pure like Jim Hurd era. So, Armstrong's eliminated um, by Hayes with a double DDT thing with Bad Street. Then, then, Smothers charges at Hayes and he back body drops him over the top rope and he's disqualified. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much for other people in here. But there were a lot of people in, especially in that Morton and Gibson match, that were going over the top rope, and no one got disqualified there. So you know, just keep remembering these things. God, this era is so rough. And then Tracy Smothers uh, gets eliminated, and then literally in like back-to-back moments, uh, Jimmy Garvin and Bad Street are gone, and Dustin Rhodes is the lone survivor. That makes so. sense. Then you followed up with Yellow Dog defeating Johnny B. Bad. Do you remember this Yellow Dog gimmick? Yeah, absolutely. It was Brian Pillman. Yeah. It, it took me a while to remember it as they were talking about it in the thing. Yeah. That that he, I guess he had gotten fired or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was sneaking back in as Yellow Dog, even though everyone called him Brian Pillman. And like Jim Ross was calling him Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. So it was clearly fairly obvious who that was. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yellow Dog, by the way, went off the top rope several times and threw, uh, and Johnny B. Bad threw him outside of the ring over the top rope one time, too. Yep. So, yeah, that was a fun thing. It's not a bad match, to be honest. It's not great. Because here's the deal with that whole top rope, not top rope. Some people can use it, some can't. 
some rules in that era of WCW were WCW rules, okay? Other rules were NWA rules. So some matches were NWA rules, some matches were WCW rules. That's where the top rope stuff came into play. I just call bullshit on it all, but I'm just saying I understand. The explanation that I was given. Then you got Big Josh defeating Black Blood. Black Blood. Black Blood, for those of you who don't know, is Billy Jack Haynes. Oh, okay. In a mask. In and a mask. I was in a lumberjack match. Went about as well as you think a lumberjack match oh, would. Billy Jack Haynes is a, it's an interesting dude. Then uh, you got, even with all that I've told you before, this is possibly the worst match of the night. Oh. El Gigante. El Gigante. Defending, or defending, defeating one-man gang. Oh, oh those two should never be in a ring together. No. And uh, El Gigante also brought down like four midgets with him. Why? I don't know, because he's 7'7". Seven, seven. So it looks funny. Okay. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> okay. it, it just made no sense. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Best okay. match of the night, and it's not a shocker when I tell you this, and it's a match worth watching. It's got good – it's got – well, it's got decent uh, ring psychology in it. Uh, they could have done a little bit better with some things, but they were kind of – I don't know. They, I think they rushed their ending a little bit. But it's Nikita Koloff versus Sting in a Russian chain match. Who? Sting who? Nikita Koloff. Nikita, that sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good match. It's worth checking out, um, you know, and that's no shocker. I mean, it's Nikita Koloff and Sting. They had great chemistry. And then you, you finish up with Luger defeating Wyndham and then Steiner defeating Anderson and Dangerously. Um, overall, this event is you know it's meh is it's classic early 90s wcw um it's got some just really rough patches all through it but i would recommend you checking out the nikita koloff and sting match if you've never seen a scaffold match and you want to see the tamest one you possibly could see check this one out uh if you don't want to see that there's plenty more in there you can go find trust me go Go find Night of the Skywalker and watch the a real scaffold match. Exactly. You, you, you can find some really, yeah, like, very brutal ones that are out there. But, yeah, and it's fun to see some of the guys in their old gimmicks, you know, Diamond Stud and Oz. You know, those are it's, it's funny to watch those um, kind of watch those play out as they do. Uh, but, yeah, overall, it's not one I'd highly recommend, but it has a couple of highlights. I tell you to go check it out. Man, I always thought Yellow Dog had a lot of potential, and they just abandoned the gimmick too soon. I feel like that's what happened with it, too. Um, I also feel like they just didn't know how to book that. Yeah. I feel like they had the concept, but they just couldn't pull it off. Yeah. That kind of scenario. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, the Russian chain match sounds great. Uh, Barry Windham and Luger is probably okay. Yeah, it's okay. Those are the two matches I would tell you to go to watch. And the good news is they're back-to-back. Oh, good. So you can go check both of those out. And the great thing with the network is you can skip to where you want to go. Exactly. And that's why we're doing it this way. So we can just tell you, hey, go watch this match of this of this show. It's worth doing so. So, yeah, that's that's uh, my thoughts. Great American Bash 1991 from WCW. Um, it's not, not the greatest show by any means. But honestly, it's not the worst that WCW has put on either. 
There's some really bad WCW yeah, pay-per-views. Really, really bad just WWE as I mean, there's just as bad WWE pay-per-views, yeah, and there's there is. ECW ones that you just go, oh god! Even with all the violence and stuff, it's just like, what is going on in this? This makes no sense. <laughs> so, trust me, it's not just picking on WCW on this one. Um, that's just the one I happen to watch. It's the one I Russian rouletted. So, that's fun, by the way. If you guys have never done that, Russian roulette something on the WWE Network and just find a random pay per view. It's really cool. I recommend going by year. I recommend yeah. if you can just pick a random year, you know, and and then find. Try not to read the description of it. Like, don't try not to give yourself a head start. See if you can make out what it's going to be from just the title card they have on there, you know, and figure out what's going on. Um, and then just select it, and then most of the time they tell you the card at the very beginning, so you can go, oh, my God, this is going to be rough, you know, and then you can go find your chapter from there and select which one you really want to watch. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. We appreciate you uh, tuning back in, you know, now that we're back up and going with this. So, hey, if you got any questions for us or if you want to, you know, give some comments on uh, everything we talked about today, you can or, find us. Hey, I'm at Russell Agent D. If you have a what if scenario you want us to talk about, tweet it to us. We'll talk about it. I'll talk about anything. That's, that's very true. He will talk about <laughs> anything. Or you can tweet me at Film Tattoo. And, uh, you know, most of the time I, I won't write back to you. I just, I'm just lazy on Twitter. I mean, that's just all there is to it. But, you know, if it's something really good and, and engaging, I will, I will engage a conversation. I'll, Not I'll a problem. write back. Durden write will write back, back no matter what. I don't sleep and I work weird hours, so I, I'm always around. <laughs> it's what helps him. It's what helps him get through and maintain. Yep, that's how it works. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you tuning in, and uh, you know, look for the next episode coming up soon.